I think that your mom was onto something with the no milk, because like I was saying, I have a dairy allergy. And so as someone with a dairy allergy, I don't feel like I could consciously give my child dairy knowing some of the things that it could cause and why introduce into their system, especially when they're really young and already trying to fight you know, the world. <laughs> Every like German bacteria that comes right. into their path, why would I load them up with something that I know makes me feel sick and gives me a mucus buildup and I can't breathe and why would I why would I add that to them? And so I think just being really aware of what you're eating and why you're eating and why you're choosing not to eat it, even when you have kids. Why are you choosing not to give your kids milk or cheese? Welcome to the Jealous Vegan a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today we are joined by April Cunningham, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, health and life coach, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. In our last episode, we talked about the difference between being a vegan and being plant-based. And I think we universally agree that there is a benefit to being plant-based because that gives you some amount of agency to choose what you're going to do. And, and Lisa, we stopped you at the point where you were talking about the fact that sometimes you might subscribe to a philosophy or a, a way of eating that doesn't necessarily suit you. And you can tell because it doesn't feel right. What did you mean by that? So before that, you had brought up an interesting point about also having a gluten sensitivity. And so the point I was making is that some lifestyles or some eating regimens that people may want to subscribe themselves to may not align with what works for their body. So just to say that you can't have anything that comes from an animal doesn't leave room for well, what if I also can't have these things or right. that things? How do you bridge the gap? And I think our goal always is to eat the things that makes us feel good, that gives us energy, that helps us perform at our best. And that might be an egg yeah. or it might be honey. butter or honey. I know for myself. Some scallops sometimes. Sometimes. I love crabs because I am from <laughs> Maryland and I grew up eating them and they're so good. I don't know if they like work for my biology, but I really <laughs> like them and I don't know that I could ever give up eating them. But in terms of honey, uh, I used to have really bad seasonal allergies. They're not as bad anymore now that I don't eat dairy because I realized that dairy was a big part of that. But in terms of helping to combat seasonal allergies, honey, local honey, was a big component. Um, even the bee pollen now that they sell, big uh, component for helping me to combat the allergies. And if you know anything about that, they say that you should have local honey because it contains the pollen and the local flowers because of the bees. Mm -hmm. They pollinate. And so you kind of, it's almost like a vaccination. Right. So you put a little bit into your system and then you don't feel the effects of seasonal allergies quite the same. The catch to that is you can't start in the, in the spring, you have to kind of start a little bit before all the season long. starts or all year long, you want to be um, eating local honey. So if I were to describe, if I were to subscribe 
to a vegan diet, how would I get the benefits of honey, which are the benefits for me are very individualized. I eat honey for a very specific purpose. How would I feel that need in a diet that doesn't allow for that? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's very boxy, right? So vegan is a box. Vegetarian is a box. Carnivore is a box. Mm-hmm. Plant-based is not so much a box. And I said in the last episode, and I, I think it was brilliant, if I may say so myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the designer diet because it's a framework. It's more like a, 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 a set of principles. It's 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 a guideline for like okay, and also you can. This is this is this is the guiding principle that you're going to eat plants and listen to your body. Do what listens to your body. I think that listening to your body is the primary reason that you should be eating or not eating anything. We talked a little bit about children in the previous episode and in terms of being vegan and if you're raising children. Oh, I thought we were just talking about you guys making fun of me because I had used to have cereal with orange juice and apple juice. It's a way of parenting. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> See how her voice got hired just mm-hmm. now? She's, she's smoothing. She's, she's, she's smoothing you out. You know what? My mama knows you, and she. I'm going to have to tell her that we have your beef with y'all. Awesome. Yeah, but you know, but these are the things, right? That this kind of, I'll call it unconventional parenting, but I do think that your mom was onto something. I, I'm happy that I don't have children because I wouldn't want to give them dairy. And some people, people have all sorts of, especially people with kids, they, you know, get them vaccinated, don't get them vaccinated, give right. them dairy, don't give them dairy. People right. have all of these rules for what you should do with children. But as someone with them, a don't dairy... <laughs> right, beat them, don't beat them. Like, people have all these rules. And I think... Uh, parenting, everybody's trying to figure it out. And every person that is brought into this world is a different person from anybody else. So what works for one might not work for the other. And I think parenting, it, you have to follow that that rule. Is You got a whole different being in, in here and you might not be able to do with this one what you did with the other one. But that aside, I think that your mom was onto something with the no milk because like I was saying, I have a dairy allergy. And so as someone with a dairy allergy, I don't feel like I could consciously give my child dairy knowing some of the things that it could cause and why introduce into their system, especially when they're really young and already trying to fight, you know, the world. (laughs) Every like German bacteria that comes into their path, why would I load them up with something that I know makes me feel sick and Mm -hmm. gives me a mucus buildup and I can't breathe and why would I why would I add that to them and so I think just being really aware of what you're eating and why you're eating and why you're choosing not to eat it even when you have kids why are you choosing not to give your kids milk or cheese I saw this thing on the internet the other day the internet's <laughs> such a scary place it really can be mm. but this guy was like burning a slice of cheese and it would not melt. Oh, was it like a craft single? Yes, it was yeah. like a craft. And I'm like, what is in a craft single that it, it is, doesn't burn? It is cheese food. It is not cheese. Oh, that's the scariest thing ever. Yeah. You and know, I and used to love some Velveeta, but also right? not cheese. cheese. What is Velveeta? No one knows. Nobody knows. So we, we recently had an episode on conscious kids and conscious parents. And then we had a three-part series on conscious parents. And in interviewing those parents... What I found was a common theme was that they weren't afraid of what it would mean for them to have, you know, I think one person said, 
you know, we don't have to worry about being the weird family because where they live is a very healthy, health-conscious community. Mm -hmm. And I think that that kind of goes back to, you know, who's in your circle? Because if you're in an area where you, you kind of feel like you're fighting the world, but if you can align yourself with people in a community like the Jealous Vegan community, then you realize you have support and that you're making decisions that work best for you. And you shouldn't have to worry about what everybody else says. Because it's like if April goes somewhere and somebody's like, oh, you should be on the keto diet. She's like, well, first of all, she hates the keto diet, but also doing that. Calm down. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mention it. Don't, don't get triggered. But the idea that, you know, she's allergic to meat. So how would she ever consume a diet that was so meat heavy? Um, you know, those two things are just like incongruent, right? So, or incomprehensible. So it's the same thing. If you like for me, to be vegan is kind of a sacrifice because there are already so many vegan foods that I can't eat because a lot of them are derived from grains mm-hmm. and wheat, which I have an allergy to. And I really just don't seem to, or beans, right? Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I, I appreciate what you said about you need to have some latitude to make the choices that make sense for your biology. Absolutely. And I think that's what we get away from. Or, or not, not that we get away from, but... I think that's the mindset shift, right? For anyone changing your diet, what if you choose to get into a box, a vegan box or a vegetarian box, or you choose the designer guidelines, the designer diet guidelines, mm. where th- th- there's freedom in that if you're conscious, right? And and really the guidelines should be how do I feel? How much energy do I have? Am I able to? get movement and exercise and my groggy, how am I sleeping? That is really the the guideline for any diet. And it's gonna be highly individualistic, even Mm -hmm. in the same family, even in the same house, because everybody's biology is different. Yeah, like I love, love, love hummus. My mom has a sensitivity to chickpeas. Mm. So she's like, I wish I could eat that, but I can't. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Of course, she can eat all the gluten she wants, so she should be feeling sorry for me. But I wanted wanted to speak to your point about, uh, you know, you said that we did the series on the parents and all the parents said that they weren't afraid to be like the weird family. I don't know a single person that's not weird. Everybody I know is weird and that's fine. You know, I think... We're going to think anything is weird when it's not what we're used to. Um, But I think that that's another big thing that we have to challenge ourselves. And I do say ourselves with is being more open minded with people and their decisions. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, we talked about this on the previous episode. April and I thought it was weird that people use lotion and people thought it was weird that we use Vaseline as kids. But it's it's what we knew. Um, Lotion didn't seem that weird. As we got older, because we're like, yeah, this makes more sense. And so for myself, I side lives. Right, exactly. (laughs) And there is always another side. There's always something that you don't know. There's always something that you haven't been exposed to. There's always a way that people live that you have no idea about. And so for myself, I always try to approach things when people do something that is like, quote unquote, weird to me. It's like, all right, tell me more. Let me like float around with it um, and see what it's like before I label it as like weird while you guys doing that because 
you don't know what you don't know until you know that you didn't know it. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, and, if that and, makes sense. That was a lot of no's. <laughs> right, no, and and uh, weird is a pejorative term, yeah. right? So yeah. it's not really fair to label something as weird if it's simply foreign to right. you. Yeah, just falls right. outside of the main. Yeah. Right. So that actually brings up, like, so many things that I want to talk about. But we have a, an occasional... Um, part of our podcast that we're calling Break Your Brain. And so I recently had a break your brain moment. And I don't know if either of you are familiar with Marie Kondo and the idea behind Tidying Up, Mm -hmm. um, which is her series on Netflix. So I feel like I'm a very organized person. I would agree. Maybe to my detriment at times. No judgment in this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if, yeah, I'm I'm very organized, right? And so I had heard of Marie Kondo, and I think Lisa said she had read the books before. Yep. And I was like... Before she was on Netflix. Yeah, I read the book, too. I I can't really recommend it, but I did read the book. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I was like, oh, I don't need that, because I'm I'm already tidy, right? But it broke my brain to realize that I was not folding my clothes properly. That folding is epic. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I fold all my stuff like that now. Yeah. And I was just like, what? How come I didn't think of that before? Yeah. It's so simple. You get so much space out of things. Your drawers and you can line up and you can see everything. You can see everything. everything. Yep. Yep. You know what you have. Yep. I was like, yep. my brain actually broke. Right? And so I feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same way about all some. All the way from Japan. Right. To break your brain. Yep. Right. And not even in English. Right. right. <laughs> so... I feel that way about food sometimes, right? Is that like you can be eating a certain way and never even think about the simple things that would really make your life so much better if you just got exposed to it. Yep. And I, I think that's the point of what we're doing is that, you know, finding a way to expose people to a manner of thinking about food that is outside of how we grew up so that you can really take on uh, whatever is bothering you, right? And that might be related to your skin or your sleep or your weight or your joints or maybe even your sex drive. But food has such an impact on us. And if we continue to just eat what everybody else eats without considering whether or not it's good for us, we're never going to make it. Right. And I think now that we live in an era <clears throat> where information is super abundant. You can Google anything. You can click anything. You can get weird YouTube videos into <laughs> other people's lives. You can watch oh. people eat. Did you guys know that they, people have... Yes. You can YouTube watch channels. eat on Instagram. Yes, on Instagram. You can get insight into anything you want nowadays. Mm-hmm. And so before, you were only exposed to what was in your neighborhood and in your family and in your school and in your community. But now... Even with limited resources, even if you don't have the money to travel the world, you can go to the library and use the free internet. Yeah, you can go to the library. You can. There's so many ways to be exposed to new ways of thinking and new ways of eating and new approaches to health and wellness and fitness and all of those different things that there's really no excuse why people sh- aren't doing it. Right. Because it's really abundant. I just want to go back for a second to listening to the body because it's so key and I feel like it bears 
a mini discussion here because sometimes people don't know to listen to their body, right? They're just like, listen, I say this to people sometimes in a dinner with friends or people that I don't know, or sometimes when I'm coaching clients and I'm like, you have to learn to listen to your body. And just like, I don't, my body doesn't, doesn't speak to me. Oh yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Maybe you don't know how to listen to it or maybe you're not, you, you're not able to hear the messages. Right. And there's a lot of reasons people can't hear the messages. Um, for example, like what you brought up was um, you recognized that you had seasonal allergies. And we've talked about this before. Your seasonal allergies were pretty bad. I was concerned for you because you used to get like a sinus infection, it seemed like every single winter and every summer. And it was just like, <laughs> what, what is happening? Like you, Mucinex like for, for weeks. Yeah, I would have Mucinex for months. And to find out that actually the contributing factor was dietary, the dairy yeah, the is dairy. what really makes you mucusy. It's not, yeah. and you haven't had a sinus infection or yeah. any kind of, since you gave up dairy. And so it's that the yeah, idea yeah. that, oh, this seasonal allergies. No, your body's actually telling you there's something in your diet, but yeah. you can't hear it because of, the mindset, right? No, I don't have a dairy allergy. No, nobody in my family has a dairy allergy except my sister, and she's weird, right? So, like, uh, and, she's and, and, weird. And then I'm gonna add on some mucinex, and that's gonna take care of it. That's gonna take care of it when really it's that journey of like, whoa, my body has been talking to me for years and telling me that this is a problem, but I haven't been able to hear it and understand the message. And so it is that idea of learning to listen to your body, which is why we're juice cleansing, or well, part of the reason I'm juice cleansing right now is like, okay, let me get clear. Let's clear some of the yeah. the noise out of my system. Let's remove things out of my diet. And then as things come back, um, not animal products, but other things come back, let me find out, is there something in here in my diet, in my my, my my dietary travels that's, you know, doing this, bloating me or mm -hmm. making me, uh, not Discomfort. giving me with, um, sleep that's not optimal, like those are the ways that you listen to your body. And, and I just want to point out that sometimes, the not sometimes, all the time the body is talking to us, it communicates. We just sometimes can, cannot hear it because of our mindset and also um, other conditions that may be covering it. Agreed. I had a, sorry, do you want to say something? Else? I was going to say it's important too to understand that your body is always talking to you. It may not be saying what you want to hear. <laughs> mm, that's true. And that's really important because for me, I mean, I loved ice cream. No way I have a dairy allergy. I have a pint of ice cream every day. It How could so I possibly have a dairy allergy? You know? Um, so I, it was not what I wanted to hear. But also, it wasn't what other people were telling me either. You know, I, I went to several doctors and had several doctor's appointments. My doctor at one point wanted to do surgery on my nose because she said my nasal patches were too small and I wasn't oh draining properly. Can you imagine all of that? And I simply had a dairy allergy, you know? So mm. you have to listen to your body and you also have to think for yourself and you have to approach your body with the mindset of, of exploring and being okay with Whatever those the answer is, because it might not be something that you want. Last thing I wanted to do was give up ice cream. I haven't mm -hmm. had ice cream in probably three years. Uh, good for you. You also haven't had a sinus infection. Also haven't had a sinus infection. I don't know if it is good for me, though. You know? no, no, no. <laughs> it's good for me, but, you know, I miss my ice cream. But at the same time, every time I think about having ice cream... Is it worth taking right. Mucinex for a week or not being able to breathe or sleep or possibly it turning into a sinus infection? So I think that's that's really important to remember when you are going through this exploration is that your body might not be saying what you want to hear. And that also medical professionals are not necessarily 
looking for the cause, the real cause. They're not cause. looking for the cause. And it's not really in their best interest to tell you to change your diet, right? right. Sometimes it's in their best interest to mm-hmm. give Take you some medicine bill. that's going to, so you have, have to be your own advocate and you have to be conscious, be really conscious for yourself because sometimes other people, you're your health is not in their best interest, but it is in, it's always in your best interest. Right. So. I had a very similar experience to yours and a, a recent um, experience that I want to highlight. But, you know, I, I wrote in our blog um, a few weeks back, maybe even a month ago now, about how I was going to Kentucky every year for work, several times a year at, for a period of time. And I would always get either an upper respiratory infection, a sinus infection, or bronchitis, right? And so I was like, oh, there must be something here. But this would be in the dead of winter when nothing was blooming, right? Um, Now, I did find out later that I am allergic to really every manner of tree, grass, thing that grows. Um, And so I always connected how I was feeling to the season and that there's something in the air that my body can't tolerate. But what I discovered is that my body actually knew exactly what to do, but it was busy fighting a different war. So, and and that's what the doctor said. She's like, your body is fighting a war on two fronts. So I could either fight the allergy or I could fight the dairy, but it couldn't do both. And so it would fight the dairy because that's already inside. Whereas this other stuff is just coming in through my nose, right? And so when I stopped eating the dairy, I stopped getting sick. And then my body could fight off the seasonal allergies. So recently, I went on a business trip to Chicago, and um, we went to dinner to this amazing Mediterranean place called the Purple Pig, of all things. I did not have pig. But they had these awesome vegetables, and we ended up getting something that had like a potato pancake thing, um, but it had tzatziki sauce on the plate underneath it. And so I was, I was, the food was so good and the night was so enjoyable that I was like, I can have some tzatziki sauce. So I, you know, cut into my potato pancake with the, the creamy cucumber yogurt rich, just gooeyness. And it was awesome. And in the middle of the night, I woke up coughing and I could feel the cough in my chest. Mm. And so I was like, ah, Okay. So when I got up that day, I was like, I'm going to take extra vitamin C and no more dairy. And sure enough, it never like progressed to anything worse, but it was exactly like that cough and that feeling. Did you remember? Yes. And I was like, oh no, I'm going to get sick. I mean, despite the fact that, I mean, notwithstanding the fact that I left 70 degree weather and arrived in 60 degree weather, that the next day it turned into 32 degree weather. Um, in sleet, this weather, not, none of that even mattered, right? Because I just stopped eating things that my body couldn't handle. And so it could fight off whatever was in my environment. Yeah. Right. And then that, and that is so key. Those two examples are yeah. so key. Right. And, yeah. um, I can share my story, but for the point of time, I won't seem very similar mm-hmm. dairy allergy mm-hmm. to Xertic, uh, every day. And sometimes I felt like I had to take it twice a day when it, and I thought it was seasonal allergies when in fact, Oh, Stop eating dairy. Yeah, and the dairy al- is my no problem. But what I thought was seasonal allergies, mm-hmm. right, disappeared. And for you, Jen, with, then that piece that you wrote, you talk about going to emergency care, urgent care. And Every I was just time, like, you're right on, on a- Nicholson Road. 
in Lexington. And they, they, so much so, you went so often that you, you, you were just accustomed to this is, yeah, this every time I, I come here, I get sick, right? Yeah. So is that a way of like normalizing mm-hmm. your body's response? You didn't even realize your body's talking to you. No, 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 it must be something in the air. It's Kentucky, it's the, it's you're the, allergic. It's the traveling, it's the plane, right? right. Like being in the air, no. This hotel isn't clean. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think that's a key thing though. We're always trying to diagnose things with our head, but that that's what causes us to be like, oh, it's this thing, oh, it's that thing, oh, it's this thing, oh, it's that thing. But if you just simply stop thinking and just listen to how your body responds to different things, what happens when you eat dairy? Mm-hmm. What happens when you eat gluten, eat or, gluten or drink a piece of bacon, wine or whatever? Yes. Just be aware of that. But I mean, easier said than done. I know that. Yeah, I've lived that. But well, and it's a journey too, right? Which is why we talk about here progress over perfection. You just yeah. what's what's the next thing you need to learn, right? Yeah. Uh, it's also why though I am high priestess of, of listen to your body because I'm just like that's the, that's if that's the only thing I'm remembered for, <laughs> and I didn't make it up, right? It's not my it's not my mantra, but I, I'm absolutely like passing it on. Listen to your body. Yeah. Um, absolutely, that's it's so key. Yeah. It, you know whether you believe that we were created or that we came from something that happened in the universe. Regardless, both of those belief systems point back to the fact that we originated from the ground, right? And so the elements of the earth are the same as the elements that are in us. And so doesn't it make sense that you would do better to partake of things that come from those same elements as opposed to other living beings. And I'm, I'm, again, I'm not an environmental vegan. It's not that I don't care about animals, but for me, that's not even the biggest issue. It's plants come from the ground, you come from the ground, <laughs> ergo, you should be together. <laughs> it's, it's like from the Matrix, you return to source. Oh my goodness. Align to source. And we can say source is, a, personally, yeah. I don't say source is a spiritual being, right? But, but in terms of like the earthly part, right? Yes, align to source, you're of the ground. So yeah. either way, I love that you said that. I think it's very poetic like too. Like you just align to Mother Earth and things go more smoothly. We mm-hmm. call her mother for a reason. There, that's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so so I think we've already without even actually having the discussion I feel like we've concluded that plant-based is healthy if you're listening to your body and adding in the things that your body says that you need not necessarily crave but when you recognize that something's missing um, and you add it in and it feels better for you then that's what you should go with. Whereas to say, I'm vegan, you know, we say all the time you could eat Oreos and french fries and be vegan, but that's not necessarily healthy. Right. Or, or fake meats, right? Yeah. Fake meats, plant-based meats, right. right? Vegan meats, not always healthy. Tofu, bologna. Right, and I think that Lisa's point is so, so pointed that, yeah, it needs to be conscious. We're advocates for conscious, plant-based, whole foods, mm-hmm. eating, and listening to your body. Absolutely. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.